Wait a minute, Mike's at his house, right? Yeah, where else would he be? Why? Why is he using the old style microphone? What happened? I don't. I don't know where my other. Because <laughs> I, when I got home, like so I was at home for one day, and I just like, blah, like threw everything in this room, and then I just got, and then I left again, and I just got home, like I don't know, four hours ago, and uh, five hours ago. What did What did you get home from? Um, I was at Fat Camp. <laughs> well, you look great. It looks like you yeah. really those Plus, granola bars are paying off. Well, I got I got rewarded with some banana bread when I got home, so that's probably that's good. We're all very we're all very proud of you, Michael. It's an enabling household, right? No, I, was, uh, I did I did the big comedy tour. I was out with Miss with uh, Kyle Kinane for five well six shows but five five dates all uh, over uh the i-35 corridor did you play a gig at zany's no but we talked about zany's really <laughs> mm-hmm. apparently norm mcdonald used to have like the the contracts from like his managers and stuff would say like do not give norm cash <laughs> <laughs> That's probably yeah. good advice that, that speaks to some rather sad issues with substance abuse, I think. Or just uh, gambling. Oh, was he a gambler? That was kind of his, that, I think that was his main deal. He was, was like his a, advice. De- a degenerate yeah. gambler. Like he lost, like, isn't, he lost everything he owned like three times. All eight of his jet skis were gone. All his katanas. They buried him with one of those jet skis. Mm-hmm. And one of the katanas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Right. The specifically the funeral director was instructed to put him atop the jet ski and stab him through the, his body into the seat of the jet ski. <laughs> there's too many fucking rules about what you can do with the dead body. Yeah, there's a lot of rules, man. I know. Bullshit. I mean, we've covered some of that. You know, now you can mulch a person in some states. Yes. And was there was there something about a sky burial or something? There, you can't possibly have a sky burial. That that's would... where you cut somebody up and let the vultures eat them. Oh, vultures don't eat from the sky, though. <laughs> yeah, they, they're always on the ground. They take they're a, you know, a the... bloody stump and fly off with it. One time when I was going to Brian's house, there were a bunch of vultures right by. Probably mm-hmm. a sky, sky burial. Maybe. In the Middle Ages, they used to like load dead bodies on catapults and shoot them over into, into, uh, into like, the, the walls of a castle. They spread plague, right? That's how yeah. they spread plague, and also just because it's funny. It is pretty funny. <laughs> Put them in funny clothes. Is that yeah. what, how you want us to uh, remember you, Mike? Yeah, but but there's like a thing attached that I'm doing the Wilhelm scream over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Brian, do you know what the Wilhelm scream is? Yeah, it's the thing that sh- you hear in every movie that is annoying. Oh. Yeah, I know something. We're really we're really uh, educating you on. Cinematic history here. How did you educate me? I already knew what it was. <laughs> well, it's probably because we've forced you to do study on off times. Yeah. You've exposed me to many a movie that has that scream in it. The first one I remember is in On the Bridge in Temple of Doom. Is that where it comes from? No, I mean, it's from the 50s. They just discovered it, and they don't know who did it. I forget what movie it, it was for. It was, uh, yeah, some cowboy movie, and I think the actor's name was Wilhelm. And he he gets shot off a horse, and, and I don't I don't know who decided like oh it's it's not that remarkable. They just kind of like it's just I don't know, funny. Some, somebody just thought it was funny. It was the first inside joke in history. 
Oh yeah. So the, for the listener, the Wilhelm scream. I mean, you kind of heard the history of it. Just go onto uh, go onto YouTube and enter Wilhelm scream, and like a thousand examples have come up because it's been in so many movies, and it's just a silly sounding scream that I think Steven Spielberg in particular really loved it. You can also just watch Temple of Doom, and when Molaram <laughs> throws one of his thuggy guards off the bridge into the waiting maw of crocodiles, you will hear the scream. It's very scary. They should have. That, that movie is the reason why there's PG-13, but it should be the reason why there's an S, because it was scarier than R. <laughs> So what's the deal with Gremlins then? I've heard both. I've heard Gremlins is the reason for PG-13, and I've heard that Temple of Doom is the reason for PG-13. Um, I mean, I you know, I think there was an argument probably being made at some point, because, I mean, there's old movies in that are PG that have titties in them. Yeah. I love titties, too. I'm a big... <laughs> Beastmaster. That's a PG titty movie i think that line from mike is the cornerstone of his 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 comedy i love yeah. titties <laughs> <laughs> and it just turns into his, his punch well, line over and over my again. character my character on stage i mean that's my catchphrase the titty man <laughs> so it's like mike the titty man weebie <laughs> i'm just imagining all the county fairs with yeah. The comedy stylings of Mike the Titty Man Wibby. Oh, you know the Titty Man's going to go in there. <laughs> what if they change the name Best Buy to Breast Buy? Oh, y- you know the Titty Man will be working there. <laughs> Just premise and whether or not the Titty Man would enter. That's, yeah. That's titty Man would own that company. Oh, when you're talking about some chicken breasts... Oh, you know Titty Man be eating those. <laughs> well, I can tell it was a very successful comedy tour. I know. That's... I'm writing all this new new material. All right, you're inspired. That's good. Uh, that was it was it was real real fun. We played a we played a show in in San Antonio, and in the small room there was a hardcore band, and I guess like the singer had seen us, and so like after our show, like their show was starting, so we. We rolled over there. The 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 singer of that band, like at one point, gave a shout out to Ron Paul, which was <laughs> not something I'm used to. But then later, uh, just met, made some mention of of yeah, you know, he did. At first, he was like, "I'm going to tell a, jo- I I can tell jokes, I can tell a joke too." And then he then he told an Andrew Dice Clay joke that didn't go over as well as I think he was planning on it going. And then he was just like, "Well." You know, it's definitely li- better than those liberal retards next door. And um, <laughs> I could not have been more delighted. It made, that was like, of, of anything I've ever done, that made it all worth it. <laughs> was it the the combination of the terms or was it, what did you enjoy being called the most? And then it was, well, and it was funny because like the bass player of the band was super nice. Like he like watched the whole set and he was like a big Kyle Kinane fan and probably a bigger Mike Weeby fan. But he, <laughs> he, he, he was really, he was actually a really sweet guy. Very nice. But, and so we were talking to him after the show and we were kind of like goofing about it. And the, the singer guy came by and, and, and I can't remember what he said, but uh, Kyle was like, yeah, we're the liberal retards over here. Good show. And he was just like, well, thanks for the gas prices. And, <laughs> and, and, and Kyle goes, Kyle was like, yeah, yeah, that is my fault. And then he was like, I'm just kidding. It was a great show. And then just kind of like scurried off real quick. He thought his 
witty rejoinder would be the end of the, the conversation. Yeah. Once I, once I issue the gas prices line, they will leave cowering. That is our fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is our fault. That's why I think steampunk needs to get going. <laughs> That's right. Sooner. I agree. We need more, more brass. Yeah. And wood right. and, and monocles and top right. hats and well, Jules Verne, anything mm-hmm. Jules Verne related. There's a, there's a lot of former church camp counselors who are desperate need of a, of a personality right now. So yeah, <laughs> we need, we need to return to the, that was, was that the shortest blip of weird, bad ever? Like, I think, I think the length of the blip with video games was probably the longest, but like the short blip of human beings adopting leather pants with lots of straps as though they were designed to wear while riding a steam powered gyrocopter, right. Or just having like goggles on your head. I would love to know like what some other like weird, weird, like mini fads that only lasted a second, but they just weren't in our, you know, cultural, like I know there was this thing in Mexico with these Tejano guys would like, they'd wear these boots, but the, you know, the boots, when they go to the tip, like at the toe, they would keep going and then curl around <laughs> in this big circle. So it was, you know, it was like these like elf boots. Things. Like what yeah, yeah, like elf wear. boots. Yeah, exactly. Like elf boots. And it would be all these like <laughs> gangster. It would be like like um, uh, what do you call it? cartel guys? Like it was like cartel. It was like, like some gangster shit. Wow. But everything else was all like you know pudgy dudes stuffed into western wear. With the big loud shirts. Speaking of you know uh, fads that I, I'd be okay with going away, I think that that you know pudgy pudgy guys in Western wear. You want slim guys with fucking big dinguses. Dinkus. That's a that's a a word from an an unheralded earlier time. Well, you know, we got those notes from the from the network saying not to swear so much. So right. I'm trying to adhere. Good job. Mm. Right. Very, their notes. very proud of you and just wait until we get to the the end of the fourth story tonight <laughs> the listeners in for a treat listeners in for a teat oh looks like the titty man's back <laughs> <laughs> looks like the titty man's back oh you're in for a teat you know the titty man's gonna be there <laughs> Welcome to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe, with news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Uh, you think Titty Man could get a Hooters gig? You know, to, Hooters is like clean. <laughs> you can take your parents to Hooters. Some people do take their parents to Hooters. Yeah. Who took their parents to Hooters? Oh, yeah. Mark's, Mark's, yeah. Mark's brother. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's staying in. <laughs> His brother doesn't listen to this. Might. His might. mom might, though. He does listen to the Titty Man podcast. Titty Man podcast is also incredibly right wing. <laughs> 
Just lots of bitching about gas prices and admiring. Titty man. There's a sticker that says titty man. It says likes equals titties. Dislikes equals vaccines. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think it's time to get started here. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. And I am uh, T.A. the Titty Man Thomerson, a.k.a. Mike Weeby. Mark Ryan's not with us right now. He's at band practice, uh, his his hit rock band Viticon. Right. Um, they've got a big gig, uh, which is... Uh, I'm I'm in show business, so I can kind of break down some of this language. It means to play a concert. They're playing the same place you just played, right? Yes, the Texas Theatre. Ooh, why he's not here, Mike? Did you leave something for him? Yeah, I I left something. It came from inside of my body. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The suspense. I can't wait to find out what it was. All right. Well, our first story comes to us from the BBC. Bad Boys Club. Bad Boys Club. A California man sought the advice of a psychic to help his failing marriage. During the session, the psychic read his tarot cards and told tarot. him he, his tarot cards and told him he had a curse placed upon him. Wait, there's a boy psychic? No, the psychic is a woman. Okay, good. Yeah. The, the man is going to the psychic. That's very feminist for me to appreciate a woman doing anything. <laughs> Many times, you know, there's a lot of people that think that only men can be psychics. But guess what? Women can do anything a man can do twice as fast. And when a woman does it, guess what? She's got titties. <laughs> Titty man's back. Titty man's back right here. Uh, so uh, <laughs> during the session, the psychic read his tarot or tarot cards Mm. and told him he had a curse placed upon him quote by a witch hired by his ex-girlfriend and unless the curse was removed it would ruin the man his children and his marriage this sounds exactly like what happened to jamie fox what what happened to jamie fox he just got cursed he hasn't (laughs) made a good movie lately has he oh she added that the man and his family would be, quote, unhappy and in danger if the curse was not lifted, but that she could save the marriage if the man paid her $5,100 to exercise the spell. The man paid a $1,000 deposit, but said that further sessions did not in any way help his marriage, and he continued suffering from sleepless nights, anxiety, and anguish. Now the man is suing for $25,000 in damages for fraud, negligence, civil conspiracy, and both intentional and negligent infliction of emotional distress. He also claims the psychic's website bills her as a, quote, psychic love specialist and a PhD life coach, which, quote, made him more confident that he was speaking with a professional that could help him. The lawsuit also names his defendants the psychic's husband, daughter, and her landlords. Oh. Yeah, I mean, as a celestial lawyer, Mm -hmm. this case does have legs. You know, you're going to need to prove, you know, that the the quantum mechanics were not done in in a professional enough and timely enough manner that the spirit guides, you know, you're going to need to get some spirit guides on the stand for sure. 
and get some info about who, what, when, where, how, when, and when again, and when before. Mm-hmm. You know, they say the four most important things of any case is when, 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 and when. Yep. <laughs> it's, you know, Mike, as a sound bather, you're probably going to be able to relate to this, but certainly in the quantum magic world, uh, for a long time, this is why we've been arguing for, for increased regulation of the profession, because it's it's not so much that uh, we're worried about about frauds. I don't think this is a fraud. We're worried about people using their powers for for evil. And here, I think we've got a legit psychic who has done some pretty dangerous things with her gift. Exactly. Well, as I would I would like to say that as the titty man, women don't belong <laughs> behind a crystal ball. <laughs> The titty man is right wing. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. but thank you for, we need to, yeah. that's part of the callback, I think, is is yeah. the surprising, the, the seemingly surprising political yes. leanings of the titty man. The titty man is right wing uh-huh. and loves titties. Look, you can't say that the titty man doesn't love women. Mm-hmm. He loves titties. They're literally his favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't feel that a, that a woman's place is behind, you know, a, a, a Ouija board or a crystal ball. He believes that a woman's place is behind her titties. <laughs> Where else could she be? Well, I mean, if, you, if you're practicing quantum magic, who knows? One titty could be in this dimension, one titty in that dimension. Oh, and the woman, well, titties. she could be astral traveling. Uh, I will say, though, is there, in, in, with, in that celestial law, but... <laughs> In human law, is could there be anything like if you guarantee some shit to happen, can't you sue somebody for and you give someone money and you sign a contract? Can't you like sue them for not making the shit happen? I mean, you could sue anybody for anything, but right. uh, whether and he I has have a case is you know you are going to a psychic on the one hand, on the other hand, she seemed to say like make up a whole narrative that only she could solve if he paid her a lot of money. But I mean, this is just this is kind of standard John Edwards y kind of shit, right? Well, and well, on the other hand, probably the best thing for his marriage was not cheating on his wife. No, I don't know. <laughs> let's not Did he let's cheat not, on his wife. Let's Are not we... cast too many that. stones before we know the wife and how what her cooking was like. And this is the titty man talking again. Oh, this man. is the titty man. Oh, no. This is the titty man talking. This is the last episode of International News Service, but go ahead. This, this, is, this is the titty man talking right now. Uh, yeah. What are them titties like? I think you could have asked that question and not announced who it was who's talking. Well, but. I just need. I want to. I want to make it clear. There's a difference between Mike talking uh-huh. and the titty man. This is merely a persona. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. Like Mike. Okay, Mike is back on from here on. Right from, I mean, not necessarily Titty Man may come back, but I'm just saying I'm Mike right now. So I, I don't know. Well, just think of any salesman, Mike, who uh, who promises that their product is going to do something that... My car can drive to the moon. You need to drive to the moon. What if I sold you a car that drove you to the moon? I don't, I mean, it does seem like, well, this story would be like, oh, what a poor sap if this was like 50, 60 years old. But like, you haven't, you haven't heard about this at all. You haven't heard that... It's just the most rope moving the psychic grift. Right. That and and reading the lines on your penis. Those are the two <laughs> things that psychics do the most. Hmm. What can hmm. they What can they tell by reading the lines in your penis? Oh, your your future, your past, your diet. Where do you Where do you find these psychics, Mike? 
Uh, Harry Hines uh, in Dallas. <laughs> okay, a street in, Harry, in, in, in Dallas that has a lot of strip clubs and prostitution, um, right. but and also and, a bunch of psychics. That's right. actually true. There are a lot yeah, of psychics. Right. There are. Hey, so I, I get the feeling, and, and I hate to say this because I'm worried that this might be the the trick to summarizing almost every story we cover as in depth as we like to. But isn't this just dumb person does thing with expected results? Well, if if you, if you look at it that way, we're not going to have a podcast much longer. Okay, then this is not that at all. I think we've covered a lot of smart people doing smart things. The <sighs> the Bigfoot stories. Yeah. The the roller coaster architect. Yeah, and some tragic stories. The the young lady who ate all the all of her hair and formed the hairball. That was sad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, you know what? I take it back. <laughs> this story in particular is about a dumb person who did a thing and had expected results. You know, I feel like most of our listeners are highly intelligent. Oh, I think so. But maybe maybe that one of one of our listeners is driving around and he's playing this and he's got some dim bulb relative in the car with him or some dim bulb friend, you know, a coworker. He's picking some coworker up somewhere who's just a real a real dipshit. Like a like an Irish person with a Scot sitting next to him. Exactly. And I an, an Alaskan's visiting somewhere in Ireland and the Irish and that the, the fucking Alaskan, they got real confused because it, you know, it said like walk this way to get out of the airport. And they're just looking around going like, well, walk, do I walk like a duck? Do I walk, do I walk backwards? Do I skip? What do I do? And the Irish person's like, you know, I'm not going to do Irish accent. Cause, uh, but they're like, Jesus fucking Christ. It's like Irish people say that a lot. You, you, you just dumb, Dumb fuck Alaskan. Wipe the drool from your mouth and let me give you a ride into Cork. And uh, on the way there, they're listening to this. And then, you know, maybe we save some some just hillbilly dipshit a few bucks from the next time they run into a, a psychic with a great big rack on her sitting on his back. <laughs> so our next story comes to us from the New York Times. The Gray Lady. Uh, I'm talking the, about Statue of Liberty, yeah. the Gray Lady. I think that's what they call the New York Times, right? The Gray, the Gray Lady, the Gray Lady, the Gray Lady. Hmm. I don't think that's right at all. Uh, you let know me ask what? You Mark's, Mark's going to look it up, and he's going to leave yeah. it. Out. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this: uh, yeah. How big are the Gray Lady's titties? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is already either the one I'm most proud of or least proud of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much I hate Didn't this or love this. Did you tell me this. that your dad told you he felt that way about you, Brian? Wow. Jeez, <laughs> man. What's that all about? Uh, Just out of nowhere, Kevin. Trying to, trying to move oh. things forward, you know. Mm-hmm. By cutting to the quick of some really hard emotional things <laughs> I'm dealing with right now? Yeah. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Message received, Kevin. Tell your story. I don't know. <laughs> In early October... A woman in the Canadian town of Golden, British Columbia, awoke to the sound of an explosion and what she described as, quote, drywall debris all over my face, unquote. She turned on the lights to discover a hole in her ceiling, and when she couldn't find what caused it, she called 911. Well, on, in England, that's 999. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's true. What uh, is it in Ireland? I don't know. 
have to ask the uh, the Irish listeners about that. Oh yeah, or the French listeners. I'd like I would like to know in Denmark what it is as well. They don't have emergencies in Ireland. They're prepared for everything. I find that hard to believe. But... Wherever you are around the world, why don't you email us at internationalnewspod at gmail dot com and let us know what you dial when there's yeah. an emergency. I feel like that won't get us on any lists at all. That seems <laughs> like a good thing to have emailed to you in mass. Well, on the phone with nine one one, she mm-hmm. noticed a rock about the size of a large man's fist between two floral pillows on her bed. A police officer who went to the woman's home suggested that it could have something to do with two explosions heard in the town that accompanied a fireball seen streaking across the sky. This is Ray Stevens. I don't know how to make that a joke. I want to so bad. Oh, yes, they call him the streak. <laughs> <laughs> The the University of Western Ontario later Uh confirmed that the rock was actually a meteorite. Researchers found a second meteorite in a field about a mile from the woman's home. The woman, (laughs) who hasn't apparently fixed her roof, said, quote, It just seems surreal. Then I'll go in and look in the room, and yep, there's still a hole in my ceiling. Yep, that happened. Uh, yep, that happened. <laughs> uh, okay, a random a meteor hit me and lighted. I tell you what, it's the it's the hardest rock I've had next to me in this bed for a while. Ha! Give me some white wine. <laughs> oh boy! Still don't know if I'm. Prouder. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, I'm I'm quicker to get hit by a meteorite than I am to meet a man in this town. <laughs> Another martini over here. It's noon somewhere. <laughs> the University of Western Ontario also told the woman that the odds of a meteorite hurtling into someone's home and hitting a bed in any given year is about one in one hundred billion. Yeah, better. The odds are better than that of meeting me meeting a single man who's not already taken and gay over the age of forty. Uh, yeah, I will have some more rosé. Every every two thousand and four sitcom is combining at once in Mike's head right now. It's a wonderful thing to see. Well, I hope that she didn't start growing the plant plants out of her. Oh. Remember in that Stephen King creep show, creep show, and he gets hit by meteor shit, and then he oh, starts yeah. growing plants out of him. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Does she ain't make any dough on that on that uh, meteorite? That's a good question. It didn't say, but I know for a fact. Uh, it talked in the article about that uh, meteors can go for a lot at auction. Some collection recently went for I, th- I want to say it was like four million dollars. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. I mean, that has to be worth a shit ton, a super fresh meteorite like that. Yeah. Two of them, unless you didn't own the field next door. I wonder if those Canadians just took it. In February, Christie's held a a record-shattering auction of rare meteorites, raking in more than $4 million. Who bought it? I'm going to guess it was Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I guess he's got money again, right? Yeah. The streaming market has to have benefited him to no end. Yeah, Willy's yeah. Wonders in Willy's Wonderland. Was that? Did that do well? I don't think so. It was okay. <laughs> I saw it. It was just fun. 
more than anything else. He works. He's definitely busy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? I think he lives in an RV. What do you think? Like a really nice one, not like a. I think he li- he's got that crypt in New in New Orleans. I bet he lives in there. He doesn't live in a crypt. His mausoleum, I guess. Oh uh, well, he might live in a mausoleum. Yeah, I don't think he lives there. I think he's going to live there when he's dead, but I don't think he's going to live there until he's dead. Like a really nice RV or motorhome, if you prefer. Do you, you think it was something that Exhibit maybe pimped? A ride that Exhibit <laughs> pimped? Per, per, perhaps. There's a good chance that that happened. Perhaps it was pimped. Perhaps, perhaps it was pimped. So... <laughs> Our next story comes to us from Tampa Bay Times. Tampa Bay, Tampa home Bay. of the Buccaneers. And mm-hmm. and this was submitted to us by Blake, who submitted a story a couple weeks ago about uh, pet adoption in China. Thanks, so Blake. Right now, Blake's, Blake has submitted two stories. They both made it on the show, so he's batting a thousand. Giggle Waters, a social club and what? screening room. is No, uh, no. Giggle Waters is... A sex dungeon. Yeah, uh, it's a restaurant and movie theater located. Uh, in- more like a restaurant, <laughs> just like Twin Peaks or Hooters. Titty man. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's located in Safety Harbor, Florida. Safety Harbor. The owner just happens to be a former host of the Travel Channel show Paranormal Paparazzi. So it's a complete surprise that the restaurant just happens to be haunted. I auditioned for that role. Did you really? Yeah. Didn't get it, though. How many people were on it? I've never watched it. I, I told them, I told the producers to fuck off. <laughs> you say you just, you just lost one audience member. They said my ponytail was too long. And I said, fuck you. That's right. I'm not cutting my hair for anybody. I wouldn't cut my hair for my, my stepmom. I'm definitely not going to cut my hair for you. <laughs> my stepmom, before my her and my dad got married, she kept begging me to cut my hair for the wedding photos. I said, fuck you. Yep. I'm 41. <laughs> I can do what I want. That's right. You'd wear the tux jacket, but you're wearing a goddamn Iron Maiden shirt. I, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing my slip-on Vans. <laughs> I told her that. I'm wearing my slip-on Vans. I'll wear black ones. That's fine. You got to buy them for me. My dad didn't say shit, though. <laughs> So it's a complete surprise that the restaurant is now haunted. Oh. Yeah. She said, quote, years later, I buy a restaurant. We realized very quickly that we're not the only ones here. So she's a paparazzo, huh? So she knows all the gossip on the dead people. Mm-hmm. All, you know, but, like, guess who has seen canoodling in the astral plane? Why? It was Marilyn Monroe along with. Don Amici. Ooh, that's an age gap. <laughs> Don Amici? Are there... Yeah, they, who, still... who must be cheating on someone else. And guess guess what else we found out? Oh, it looks like Frank Sinatra is starting to, starting to do Pilates. <laughs> but never fear, because the haunting is being looked into by paranormal investigator Stormy Daniels. Wait, wait, what? Who? So, in case... Uh, 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 the titty man's back for this story. <laughs> you just got the titty man a little bit more interested because uh, the titty man has some oh, in-depth research on this uh, this case. So, in case listeners forgot, unlike the titty man, uh, who clearly did not, Stormy Daniels 
was a porn star who had an affair with. Oh yeah, Don- I remember. <laughs> who had an affair with Donald Trump in 2006, and, and in 2016 she was paid $130,000 to sign a non-disclosure agreement about the affair. Allegedly. In 2018, this became public knowledge. It led to several lawsuits, and now Stormy Daniels investigates hauntings. Hell yeah, she does. And for folks outside of our nation, Donald Trump is a former president of the United States. They, they mm-hmm. probably didn't know that, so I'm so, glad that you. Gave I'm not, that you know, and I'm not going to assume that their lives are ruled by what we do over here. Yeah, about by, by pop cult, by American pop culture. Yeah, they got their own shit going on. They got stuff going on in other places. There's more interesting mm-hmm. things in there's, Korea. They have the Squid Games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that haunted castle in uh in Portugal, right? Or is it in mm-hmm. Spain? I think Spain. this might be Spain? Carnival yeah. season right now. Mm, Carnival. Yeah. Staff have reported numerous signs of paranormal activity, including repeatedly opening in the morning to find a stack of change on the bar that always totals $2.14. Uh, they also report seeing a man in a seersucker suit walk into the bathroom, but he would never come back out. Uh, maybe, he just, maybe he just ate too much of the calamari. Mm. And there's a, there's also a little girl in a white dress. Staff have seen playing hide and seek, but once they look for her, she's gone. Well, maybe she's just good. Yeah. She's just good at it. She's still maybe there. She's, so I mean, she's probably in the the equipment trunk. She's a hide and seek prodigy. Maybe she swam down to a, an old refrigerator and got locked in. Ooh, Punky Punky Brewster will have to save her. Uh, the titty man wants you to get back to Stormy Daniels, all right? Oh, well, we're going to get there. We'll be there in a minute. I thought there was going to be a Punky Brewster connection. Oh, that's something that I've said uh, when I'm watching Stormy Daniels. Uh, I'll get there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out... That I'm the- talking about coming when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's- I, love, I love... Titty man loves not being on terrestrial radio so I can talk like that. <laughs> it's, it's a very aggressive... <laughs> move you're making this evening mike titty man's an alpha male there you go that's, of course he is of course he is so it turns out the theater used to be a funeral home where <laughs> nine thousand bodies had been viewed now stormy daniels is investigating the location as part of her latest project titled, i got some further to investigate part of her latest project titled the spooky babes show which she describes as Clever. a, quote, conglomeration of passionate investigators, occultists, psychics, and healers drawn together by a fervent desire to pursue and explain and sometimes debunk paranormal phenomenon wherever it may be. Stormy Daniels declined to comment on her findings before her new, before her new project drops, but... She's a professional. Yeah, that's a pro move. The owner of Giggle Waters said Stormy Daniels conducted two investigations and, quote, she has a haunted doll she travels with, and in the first one, that doll said her name and talked about one of the other people in the group, and then in the second one, her co-host saw the guy in the seersucker suit. You know, people wear seersucker suits. That's yeah. not That's not something to be... I see people in seersucker suits all the time. I wear seersucker suits uh, three days out of the week, and this mm-hmm. weather's good. Mm-hmm. Describe your seersucker suits for us. Well, it's uh, brown, 
and it's shiny and it's gray, kind of gray blue. It's like a bluish gray, and it's it's kind of shimmery. It's got a little bit of a sheen to it. Do you, do you remember Mr. Peppermint? <laughs> I do, Mr. Peppermint. Oh, Muffin, Mr. Oh, that was... Oh, okay. this is Muffin. I remember you, Mr. Peppermint. <laughs> Mr. Peppermint wore a pink seersucker with a boater. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Mr. Peppermint, the father of <laughs> Gibby Haynes from the mm-hmm. Butthole Surfers. True. The <laughs> band that almost got Brian Camp into a fight in the seventh grade because someone was upset. By the back of his shirt. That's wow. That is that wasn't seventh grade, was it? Oh no, it was the tenth grade. Yeah, I probably had it coming. I don't know. Yes, it was a confusing title. It's a confusing name. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a name of a band. It's a name that probably, especially in that era, got more successful than a band with that name had the right to be. True. Right. And probably more successful than it would now. Like, I feel like that would be even more of a bar now than it would have been then. Well, now it wouldn't be like offensive. It would just be more of like, ah, uh, oh, this is like a novelty band. Right. Like this is just, this is, this is like, you know, what do they do? Like a weird owl thing where they cuss more. Sound like you have a cigar <laughs> in your hand. What do they do? Was it like a weird owl thing? What do they do? Like a weird owl thing where you just cuss a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. It was probably my fault for having, words on my shirt i'm sure i had it coming yeah i was definitely challenging people yeah. you know i mean you know it was it was very t- it's a very contra- confrontational thing words and no mm-hmm. logo what were you thinking that's why i don't wear shirts with any words on them anymore that's all why you don't wear shirts at all anymore no you shirts to read anymore i don't know how i've forgotten that's why i'm so glad to have you read the news to me yep. once a week just the important stories. Just the. I have a very, <laughs> I have a very odd view of what's going on in the world based on the things you've told me. I'm afraid to go outside because of because I might get hypnotized or bewitched by a, a giant frog wearing a conical hat before he jumps into a, a stream. That's why I don't go on. That's why I will never drive all over a stream again. No, <laughs> man, there'd be nothing worse. Actually, there would be. There would be, I think, half of your remaining time on Earth would be just nothing but joy at seeing a giant moon in the willows frog with a conical hat that I assume is blue with moons and stars. stars stars. Yeah, just like a classic, a classic wizard hat and a magic wand. And then the other half would be terror that this was going to be the last thing I saw before. I. Yeah. Or you go to Frogland, right? And you meet Rowdy Roddy Piper. That's Frogtown. I bet I've never done DMT, but I bet like, you know, it's the, it's the chemical that your brain releases when you die. And I would imagine there's a lot of froggy related visions. Armies of of wizard (laughs) frogs coming at you in a way that's calming. I think I just, I wouldn't be, I mean, it just, I imagine that would be such a pleasant, a pleasant way to go. I think I just wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid of a giant frog. I think frogs are very friendly looking. So Mike wants to be catapulted into a into a village uh, no, through the air. I don't want that. I'm just saying that's an option. Okay, so I haven't decided what I want. I mean, it's also the point is moot. I got that amulet, and I'm not gonna <laughs> right. You are immortal. So mm-hmm. if, if Mike were to go top five, one of them is being catapulted, and then Brian's is going to Froggy Land. 
Well, the you mean Froggy Land, which oh, is going to wow. be the states now from right Dubrovnik. There's two different Froggy Lands you could end up f- in. Froggy Land, yeah. So I'm. There's I a lot of callbacks the, this episode. Well, they're important <laughs> callbacks. I think one of the reasons I am enthralled by and and enchanted, if you will, by a giant frog wearing a conical hat that is blue with stars and moons. Did he have a? Did he have a wand or a cane? I can't remember. He had a wand. Yeah, it had to have a star at the end of it, right? Like yeah. a perfect with his flippered hands, like he, could, he yeah. could weirdly hold it with like the suction cups at the end. But seeing the Froggy Land displays in that uh-huh. story is what makes me convinced that I would be pleasantly enchanted by a frog wizard. Fair. And if that's yeah. what killed me, it would probably be relatively painless and I would die happy. I don't think they would kill you. I, I mean, I, I think, think they would take me to their homeland. Yeah, I think they would they would maybe walk you through the death process, but they wouldn't be the ones that would kill you. Yeah, that, like, that would probably be osteoporosis. <laughs> right. I have horrible bones. Well, I, I feel like you would starve to death because you would get to they'd be like we we made a special dinner for you and then you would sit down and it would just be like be like extra fresh and it would just be like a giant bowl of maggots. Frogs no. don't eat maggots. No. They eat flies. They eat I flies. Eat a fly. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I I miss I forgot how much you like flies. Anyway, our last story comes oh. to us. Oh wait, what what? No, I just I thought we got away from from Stormy Daniels. Uh, yeah. You had more. Her spooky babes. What is it? Spooky yes. babe show? Spooky Spooks. babes. Spooky is, babe show. Where can we see the spooky babes show? I, I don't know, but I suspect uh I suspect she she will get the word out virally. Mm. Oh, that's how people do things now, I hear. Yeah. That's right. When uh, when it's ready to drop. Maybe we can interview her. Maybe she would want that Ooh, exposure. That would be cool. Stormy Daniels, if you're out there, we would love to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Let's reach out to our press people and see if we can get her on the on the horn. And I think we can commit to only asking her about her paranormal investigations because yes. that's probably I, all we can I would about. 100% be down to that because I think it's the very funny thing to do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. And but keep, keep referencing try. that like that there's nothing else to talk about. Right. There's no right. We've exhausted well, all of our questions. Yeah. There, since no there's one no, wants no to know anything else. Since there's no other thing interest of note to discuss, I suppose we'll let you go. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. How did you get the name Stormy? <laughs> Any relation to Jeff Daniels? Ooh. To actor Jeff Daniels? No. So our last story comes to us from NPR. Normal people's radio. No pizza required. No pizza required. No pants required. (laughs) (laughs) Bakery in Leeds, England, called Get Baked, has been forced to pull its top-selling items after UK regulators discovered that the cookies contained illegal sprinkles. Mm. What, What clued them into that? Other than the obvious title that screams we make marijuana in our stuff. Uh, also, sprinkles, Kevin, I believe, are yes. in some parts of the, the country, if not the world, called jimmies. Sprinkles or jimmies? Mm-hmm. Jimmies, I believe. And uh, in, in some parts of the world, you could say that you left some sprinkles from your jimmy. <laughs> Meaning, spring- some, meaning some small pieces of pee-pee 
huh? from your <laughs> penis. Some urine <laughs> shakes from your penis. We're we're hitting the heights. <laughs> this will be the episode that we submit for the potties. Yes. That's a thing, right? Oh, oh yeah, sure. For sure. The podcasts that are all about fecal matter. <laughs> I, I expect to be recognized for our efforts. Yes. I'm assuming that outstanding work mm-hmm. in, the, in the category of juvenilia humor. <laughs> <laughs> the sprinkles are used on the bakery's raspberry glazed donut cookies, as well as on a, an item called the birthday Bruce, which is a 12 layer slab of chocolate cake. The problem seems to be that the sprinkles... 12 layers? Isn't that a lot? Yeah, it was It was expensive. It was like 12 bucks. For a cake? That's a good deal for a, for cake, a cake. That's a great deal. No, just for, a, just for that, that slice. A slice costs 12 bucks? Yeah. Oh, hmm. boy. In this economy? Well, not anymore because yeah. they pull it from their menu because of the sprinkles. What if I lick the sprinkles off? They haven't dealt with that. Maybe you need to go try. Okay. <laughs> no, it just feels like... I feel like there's a problem and I have a solution yeah. and I don't know why I, I don't know why I have to th- think of fucking everything. Yeah, you're getting shut down. You don't, this isn't, I don't like this. This seems like you're putting a lot of effort in here, Mike. And yeah, I'm giving a lot of E. Mm-hmm. A lot the, of E. The problem seems to be that the sprinkles contain a coloring known in the U S as red number three. What do they call it in England? Uh, they had a name for it, but it was just some chemical name that I couldn't pronounce. They just, it's one of those British lisps and they go, red number three. <laughs> we got to talk about badgers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. erythrosine. Uh, oh, erythrosine. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Erythrosine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that marble mouth. Yeah. Nonsense speak. Give me some mouth sprinkles. Uh, Storm in me mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Studies show that high doses of red number three can cause hyperactivity in children as well as cancer, and there have been some calls to have it banned in the U.S. The U.K. only allows red number five for a limited number of uses, mainly in cocktail cherries and to decorate eggshells. Well, wait a minute. Yes. We're talking about red number three, and now you're talking about red number five. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Red number... Th- it's all red number three. I just had a typo. Okay. So red number five is still okay. Yes. As far All as right. I know. Why didn't they use red number five? Because it's not yeah. as vibrant. Red number three is like a super vibrant red. Mm. Is it made from crushed bug shells? Isn't that the... I don't know what erythrazine is made from. It might be mm. the one that's made from coal, actually. Oh. You're trying to put more coal miners out of work. Apparently, this gets to your question earlier, uh, Mike. Apparently, a secret informant told authorities about the contraband sprinkles while the owner claims he didn't even know they were illegal. Yeah. I mean, who knows that stuff? I would know that that's illegal. I remember one time, I remember one time some cop tried to write me a ticket for jumping off a bridge and he said, ignorance is no excuse for committing a crime. And I said, yes, it is. And that's where the argument ended because he knew I was right. That's, that's what oh. that led, led you to a career in celestial law. Well, exactly, exactly. Yes. I argued my way out of that terrestrial case. I was like, let's take this to a higher court. So uh, the owner said, quote, it is highly unlikely that we will find any legal sprinkles that we will use as a replacement. 
British sprinkles just aren't the same. They're totally shit, and I hate them. The owner is now calling the incident Sprinklegate and added that the whole situation is, quote, very fucking annoying. Huh. I mean, sprinkles don't taste like anything, right? Yeah. Do, do, do they cause cancer? I mean, like, if there's a cancer thing... In high thing, doses. Then... What doesn't cause cancer in high doses? Miss, yeah, yeah. There's your right-wing radio I bet You know what I bet? You know what I bet doesn't in high doses? What's that? Chemotherapy. I think it, I think it might. Yeah, it's, it's radiation. I think that would probably would... Uh... But it might give you superpowers, so there's a, there's a trade-off. I don't know That's that... how the Hulk got his superpowers. Not chemotherapy, chemo? but radiation. Bruce had lymphoma. Yeah, it's gamma radiation now. So this guy, well, one, Sprinklegate, I think it's it's uh-huh. bad enough when Americans overuse things being gate. And, and I believe that there is some confusion because I think sometimes... There, it is a play on Watergate. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't understand adding gate to anything. Right. The, because it, the yeah, hotel, if it didn't occur right. at the Watergate hotel, then it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, and sometimes they add gate because it's an ex- exclusionary issue where you are gatekeeping. So there's, there is, it's, it is a, a term that is becoming ambiguous, but it's applied to similar situations where people are trying to express outrage and i for one think we need to spend a lot of time talking about it <laughs> yes the next hour of this podcast is mm-hmm. going to be a discussion a lot a lot of time well i just it, it it took me forever to figure out what it was and why sometimes it made sense and sometimes it didn't and it's because i am here to explain okay uh this, clear this up a little bit a lot of people do assume that it is from watergate but actually it is from the 1992 film Stargate, oh. starring James Spader and Kurt Russell, later spun off into the TV show Stargate SG-1. Starring? Richard Dean oh. Anderson nice. of MacGyver fame. I think it's Harry Dean Anderson. No, uh, no that's Harry just Harry Dean. Anderson was the guy from Night Court. Richard that, Dean Anderson was Harry Dean Anderson. MacGyver is who was no <laughs> Richard Dean Anderson is MacGyver. Harry Anderson is judge Harry stone. No, I know who Harry Anderson is. That's why Harry Dean Anderson uses Dean. So they don't get him confused. Harry Dean. Anderson, You're thinking of Harry, Harry Dean, Dean Stanton. Stanton. No, who is a, a, is it, no, no, that's just <laughs> that's Scott Bakula. That's Scott Bakula no, and Dean, Dean Stanton is no, in that's Quantum Dean, Leap. Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. <laughs> no, Harry Dean Stanton yes. is in Quantum Leap. No, Harry, Harry Dean Stanton's Dean in Repo Man. Harry Dean Stanton's in in yeah, a ton oh, of stuff. Uh, cool Hand Luke. Hmm. Dean Stockwell was in uh, Quantum Leap. He was in all uh, kinds uh, of stuff too, but not as much as Harry dude. Dean Stanton. I think you're confused. In Dune. Which comes out dude. in the theaters this Not weekend. I'm excited to see that. Do you think it's going to be good? Or do you think it's going to be terrible? I'm, uh, I'm excited to see it. I mean, I, you know, I like the book and, um, yeah. and, uh, and may, I think it could be really cool and fun and, and good to watch. So I looked this yeah. up. Erythrosine comes from Coltar. Oh, that's okay. where, that's the planet you go to live when you're Mormon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's Kolob. It's yeah, that's talk. what that's where arithmetic comes from. <laughs> that's right. I was, uh, it was all 
chunks of it break off and come to earth as meteorites. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like Joseph Smith lives there eternally. And occasionally when he knows the world really needs it, he goes and takes out a golden pickaxe and just breaks a chunk of the planet off and it flies into the atmosphere and comes down to earth in capsule form. Aims it at British Columbia. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. And it gets and little little salamanders uh, find it in the woods and what? bring it to him. Bring it to bring it to the elders of Zion late at night. <laughs> you know you don't know what? about this. I, I am so pleased by this story. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I I I have to. I I think that wraps up. We're we ready to wrap up here. What mm. I I mean I would like to also talk about. Just Mormonism for a little while there, and how Titty Man's a Mormon, right? Oh, Titty Man is very Mormon, incredibly Mormon. <laughs> you know, you know what Titty Titty Man's catchphrase is? Titty's catchphrase, Titty Man's What's catchphrase that? for being a Mormon is "Mo wives, mo titties." <laughs> how many wives does Titty Man have? Well, he's still working on one. <laughs> still working on the first one. He's got a number of ex-wives, but. Uh, mm-hmm. That's probably fertile fields for his comedy, talking about his ex-wives. That'd be... Yeah, it, actually, a lot of that's way too painful for him to actually bring up on stage. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't really have the skills to, like, bend that into something humorous. It's just just, right. just pain, just a lot of painfulness. Mm-hmm. So this comes out on uh, November 3rd. What do you got coming up, Mike? November 6th, the Riverboat Gamblers will be in Orange County at the Punks in the Park Festival. And then on the 7th, the Draculas will be in Dallas, Texas at the Bomb Factory with the Toadies and Nashville Pussy and the Reverend Horton Heat. Wow, that's quite and a show. Quite a lineup. And I'm sure there are other things happening in November that I am forgetting. Well, this is only the third, so you'll have the opportunity to let our dear listeners know what's coming up that they might want to go out and see now that people are hopefully going out more often and supporting music acts and comedy acts of all kinds of all stripes and i think that wraps up another week of the international news service you didn't ask me if i was doing anything what i had going on oh wait i'm sorry brian what what do you got going on in november when does this come out again that wraps up another week of the international news service You're a real son of a bitch, Kevin. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Steal every phone that you see. Open up the podcast app and subscribe to INS. Mm, yeah. And check our merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.